Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Joy Keys, and you can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. This morning, I have what in the past I would have called a unicorn, but now she is part of a huge growing movement to push African-Americans to a healthier way of eating. Uh, It's called Being a Vegan, and some of you might have heard of it. Um, She has two books out. Um, Her most recent book is called The Ageless Vegan, Um, and her bestseller, which is a national bestseller, is By Any Greens Necessary. Her name is Tracy McCorder, and uh, she has a master's in public health. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Joy. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for waking up. A lot of people like to sleep late on a Saturday mornings, <laughs> so I appreciate <laughs> you getting up before 12 um, and, and talking right. to me about this subject. We were just mentioning how popular it has become because, you know, in the past, when did I, I think I interviewed you in 2011 or something like that I don't know it was quite a while ago um, mm-hmm. it was definitely more of like a unicorn how do you feel it has grown now do you feel that it has gotten larger now more vegans of African-American um, descent yes yes uh, definitely it's grown and uh, definitely over the last 10 years and you may be familiar and some of your listeners may be familiar with the Pew Research study that came out um, uh, in 2016, they found that 8% of African Americans are vegans and vegetarians as compared to 3% of the rest of the country. And so black folks are the fastest growing vegan demographic in the United States, 8% as compared to 3% of everyone else. So, and, and most of those uh, African-Americans are women. So black women are actually the face of veganism uh, in this country. That said, still the vast majority of us are, are omnivores, are eating an animal-based diet and, you know, having the health consequences because of that. 
so I always say that there are these, you know, these, there's this river of veganism uh, among black folks being pioneers and leaders and trendsetters in veganism next to this wider ocean of folks who uh, are not doing it yet. Now, how did you begin becoming a vegan? Why did, why did you come, become a vegan? Like, how did it start with you? Um, I started when I was in college in nine, at Amherst College in, um, in Massachusetts in 1986. Um, our black student union brought Dick Gregory to campus to talk about the economic, social, political state of black America. And instead, he decided to talk about the plate of black America and how unhealthily mm. most black folks eat um, and why we should become uh, vegetarians. And at the time, Dick Gregory had already been vegan for 20 years because of his participation in the, the civil rights movement. He extended the practice of nonviolence to include animals. So he became vegan for, you know, animal rights and compassion, nonviolence reasons in 65, and then by uh, 67 had become, had, had expanded it to health because of Dr. Alvina Fulton, a naturopathic physician who had opened the first vegan cafe and health food store on the south side of Chicago in 1958. So she influenced him to be vegan for health reasons. Um, and he lost, uh, you know, more than 100 pounds. He um, began his first fast. So she was instrumental in helping him to do that. And so by the time he came to my campus at Amherst College, 20 years later, he was already a vegan, a veteran vegan, mm -hmm. and he was going around mm -hmm. the country talking to college students about why we should go vegan, and I was one of those, and I was really um, blown away by his talk, and, um, you know, it, it, it rocked my world because I had never really heard anything like that before, and um, he traced the path of a hamburger from a cow on a factory farm through the slaughterhouse process to a fast food restaurant, to a clogged artery, to a heart attack. And it blew my mind. And then he also made all of these connections about the reason that we eat this way, the politics of it, the health, the, the, the food industry, all of that was part of this talk. So it rocked my world. And, um, you know, I was someone who was very interested. I was an activist. I was really interested in, in liberation for black people, but had never considered food as part of that equation. You know, when people think about vegan, they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to give up my fried chicken. Um, what about dairy? I love ice cream. Uh, how, what, what's the first step for people to take so that they don't feel completely like uh like a shock, or should they completely go cold turkey on everything and, and, and just start, you know, nothing, no dairy, no meat? How, how should they start? Well, I always, you know, tell people to start where they are so they can start by just adding in rather than taking away. Um, that's usually how people, you know, make changes like this because this is, you know, a major lifestyle change to change the way you eat. So they can start by adding more plant-based meals to their current diet, right, and kind of crowding out the, the animal-based products. So you can start having vegan breakfast, lunches, dinners a couple of times a week, and just for you and your family, um, if that applies, you and your partner, and, and just start incorporating it while 
you also begin to read cookbooks and, and follow vegan influencers and watch uh, vegan uh, cooking demos on, you know, TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. So, you know, there are lots of ways now to, to immerse yourself into veganism while you are trying to go vegan 100%. So it does not have to be overnight 100%, but all of these things are working in concert together. You can watch vegan films on Netflix. So do a bunch of, you know, join vegan groups on Meetup. Um, do all of these things or, or uh, choose among these, these options to help you kind of immerse yourself in veganism as you're trying to go vegan. And then you can also start using bridge foods, which a lot of people do, which we were talking about. These, these foods are the vegan versions of milk, dairy, of cheese, of, of um, hamburgers and hot dogs and cold cuts. Those kinds of things are highly processed. They're not the healthiest. Uh, they're just healthier because they have no cholesterol, Right. But mm-hmm. um, they can be used as bridge foods to help you get over the hump. So they're a place to help you cross over into veganism, but definitely not a place to stay. Um, so those are now, ways let that me, Tracy, can, let, can do let it. Let me ask you real yeah. quick. You know, Tracy, I've seen several articles, even in Scientific America, about humans aren't supposed to drink cow's milk. What is your opinion on that? Is that, is that a fact or is that just an opinion? It's all fact. I mean, we, you know, there's no, there's no argument that um, plant-based foods are healthiest for humans. I mean, this is, this is the healthiest way to eat. Um, the best thing for humans is clean air, clean water, plant-based foods, full stop. So it's not opinion. It's all fact. We've known this for, for decades, really, um, that the science has been there. It's just a matter of you know, why don't people have access to this information? And there are a number of reasons, one of which is, you know, the food industry makes more money off of promoting animal-based foods than it does plant-based foods at this stage. Um, So that's why we're inundated with animal-based foods and advertising and in school lunch programs um, everywhere. This is an omnivore. This is a meat and dairy-based society for that reason. And the USDA charge, the United States Department of Agriculture's charge is to um, promote nutrition, but at the same time promote the food industry. And the biggest aspect of the food industry now is, is animal-based foods and junk food. And so they promote both Tracy, of those Tracy, things. Tracy, let me ask you this real quick. Don't, yeah. Do you remember when Oprah um, was, like, sued by, like, the meat industry or something? She, she yeah. made some comments. Um, and it was like surreal almost to see the whole thing playing out on TV. Now, let me ask you this, um, cheese, you know, that is connected with the milk. So there's these alternative, but as we were talking earlier, I was concerned about these alternative things having chemicals in them. How do you discern what alternatives are the best ones? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I still yeah, want to try definitely. to have that flavor of cheese or I want to make a, a, a cake or a cookie or how do I discern what the best alternatives are? 
Well, you know, you obviously can go, can make these things from scratch. So you can make cheese sauces from scratch. And, um, and there are plenty of books out here that, that cookbooks out here that will show you how to do that. You can use cashews, lemon, lime. You can use other nuts um, to make your own uh, cheese. So it's not hard, but if you don't uh, want to do that, when you go to the store and you look at vegan cheeses, look at the ingredients and see if these are ingredients that you actually have in your kitchen already. These ingredients are familiar to you. If you look at vegan burgers, are they made out of brown rice? Are they made out of beans? Are they made out of vegetables, mushrooms, and spices, things that you already have and you would use? That's how you can tell if they're healthy. Um, and, you know, again, you know, if you uh, if you get these foods that, that have, um, you know, more processed ingredients, those are not necessary. They're healthier, not healthy yet, but they can be used as bridge foods. You know, people say you're not going to get enough protein. Where am I going to get my protein? Don't, don't I need protein? Doesn't that give us energy, help us burn fat? I mean, all these things. What do you have to say to that? Um, if I had uh, even a penny for how many times I've heard this over the last 34 years, um, I could take many more vacations. <laughs> this is like a never-ending myth. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just a myth. Um, protein is a nutrient that is found in all plant-based foods. Even fruit has protein. They have it in varying amounts. So the things plant-based foods, uh, you know, beans and grains and nuts have the highest amounts of protein. And if you're eating a healthy, balanced vegan diet, protein is a non-issue because you get plenty of it. And we actually have studies now that show that from vegans to omnivores, everybody in the country on average gets 70% more protein than the recommended daily allowance. So, you know, I really wish this issue would die. What about, um, I hear, you know, oat milk, is that also something that's a good good thing to drink instead of regular milk? You said oat milk? Oat, yes, O-A-T, oat milk. Yes, it depends on what the ingredients of it, you know, are that are mm-hmm. in it. Um, so when you're looking at plant-based milks, the healthiest thing is to, you know, again, not have preservatives, not have sodium, not have chemicals in it, synthetic ingredients. So um, that, you know, and you can make your own. For example, you can make your own oat milk out of oats and water. You can make your own almond milk out of almonds and water. So, again, you want to look at the ingredients and see if these are things that you have in your kitchen already. Um, so, you, you know, the ideal is you make it yourself, but if you don't want to, you know, be bothered in doing that, then look for versions that have the same or similar ingredients that you would make those things out of. And that's your first now, choice. Now, is it safe for children? Because children are growing. Don't they need certain um, ing- nutrients uh, because they're growing and, we shouldn't try to put them on this, what we might consider a very strict diet? Veganism is healthiest for humans, period, um, from pregnancy to old age. It's the healthiest food available. It's, it's not disputed. It's fact. Um, all um, uh, pediatricians, pediatric, pediatric um, organizations, nutrition, dietetic organizations around the world 
um, state that plant-based foods are the healthiest foods to feed uh, humans throughout the life cycle, including pregnancy. So it is absolutely the healthiest food. It's the best start you can give your child. They are likely, when you, when you give them a healthy whole food plant-based diet, a healthy vegan diet, they are likely to have less disease, um, to, uh, to actually fare better as adults than kids who are given the standard American diet. Um, kids who are, who are eating the standard American diet at ages as young as 10, we start to see clogged arteries that can lead to heart disease. Well, what about my Uncle Joey? He was smoking cigars, um, eating bacon every morning, and he never really walked, and he sat on his back porch, and he lived to 95. What do you say to that comment? You know, Tracy, I'm sure you hear that type of comment a lot. Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, it's the same as, you know, I, I liken it to saying, you know, we should have clean air, clean water, we should have plant-based foods, full stop. Like, those are facts. They're not disputed. But if you, you know, but if your auntie or your grandmother or your grandfather had polluted air growing up, breathed polluted air, um, breathed, uh, uh, you know, ingested polluted water, doesn't mean that we shouldn't have clean air and clean water. If they were able to survive that, that's fine. Um, people do, but they would have been healthier. They would have had a better quality of life had they had access to clean air, clean water, plant-based food. So um, it, doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that these are the healthiest things to have as humans, and we shouldn't tiptoe around that issue, whether or not people have access to it, whether or not um, people, you know, it's convenient, whether or not the federal government uh, promotes it, whether or not the, the food industry promotes it, it. These are concerns that we have to tackle in order to help more people get to what we know is healthiest. Um, but, you know, people, so it doesn't negate the fact that these are the healthiest things to do because people don't, you know, just because people don't do them and are able to live, you know, longer lives. They would have been healthier. Um, most people um, would, have, would be healthier if they have access to clean air, clean water, and plant-based foods, healthy plant-based foods, and that's just a fact. Let me ask you the question of soy because there are some stories um, and, and research about too much soy for women and, and the connection between cancer. How can we – is that true? Do so you like, feel that that's true? Go ahead. So, again, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's another one of these um, myths that are out there. So, again, um, the evidence shows, the science shows we have, again – uh, decades of studies around soy that show that it is healthy for women to have soy. Um, women, it helps to prevent breast cancer. And for women who have breast cancer, those who eat soy have the least chance of dying from breast cancer um, in this country and worldwide. So the issue around soy is um, you know, is also a myth that has been floating around. And, you know, I, I say to people all the time that soy is made from the soybean. It's one bean out of hundreds of beans in the bean kingdom. So if for whatever reason you don't want to eat soybeans or products that are made out of soy, don't eat them. 
eat other beings that are just as healthy, um, just as nutritious, and just as cancer-fighting. You can do that. So it's, an, it's really a non-issue. If you don't believe these facts, if you don't believe the research, don't eat soy. Just eat other beings. Um, that's fine. Uh, it's, not a, it, it's not a deal breaker um, if you don't choose to eat soy on a, on a healthy vegan diet. Tell us about your 21-day uh, vegan fresh start. What is that about, and how could somebody sign up for it? Well, I uh, started a, a program called 10,000 Black Vegan Women in 2020. And, um, you know, right before the pandemic, we soft-launched it and kind of moved it back during the pandemic. And we started in October of 2020 to get 10,000 black women to sign up for a 21-day vegan fresh start to go vegan together for 21 days. And we actually had 12,000 women sign up for the program. And we launched it. We went vegan together. um, And we continued to, uh, after the program in November and December, to, uh, you know, we have an online community on, on Facebook, we have Zoom calls weekly. Um, we continue to um, help these women transition into vegan uh, living and lifestyles for, um, for the long term. And it was really exciting because, you know, it's a, it's 100, it, is a, it is a free program, 100%. They got a 54-page guide that included uh, – meal plans that included recipes, done-for-you grocery shopping lists, nutrition tips. Um, It was, you know, just a full-spectrum program um, that was geared to black women. And so I'm excited that in 2021, yeah, I'm I'm excited that people can still sign up, 10,000blackveganwomen.com. Okay, that's easy to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, your mom is also vegan, yes? Or I saw her, is that she's on the cover of your book? My mom is uh, also vegan. We wrote Ageless Vegan together, and my mom went vegan with me uh, 34 years ago, and, and one of my sisters also. And my mom is now 84. She'll be 85 this year. Still vegan, still going strong, still healthy, fit, and active. No chronic diseases whatsoever. Oh, my God. Amazing, right? You, and how old is she again? She'll be 85 this year. That's great. Yeah. So, she, so after, the benefit. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, this is also a response when people give me anecdotal evidence of, you know, well, my grandmother, you know, you know, ate meat, smoked, drank, whatever. Um, I say, well, that's great. My mother did not. She went vegan for 35 <laughs> years, and she. She can still, she goes, she does aerobics, Pilates, weightlifting uh, six days a week. She exercises six days a week, twice a day, and walks to and from her senior center. Does your grandmother do that? You know what I mean? Mm, So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) So what's your favorite um, vegan dish? Ah, my favorite vegan dish is probably would probably be some kind of curry. I love love curry. Um, so any kind of, of Thai coconut curry, or um, you know Caribbean curry, um, yeah, it's really so some kind. So with um, beans, rice, um, nuts, lots and lots of uh, spices. I like it hot. 
uh, in terms mm-hmm. of spice. So any kind of any kind of curry is is my favorite. Now, how about you know people have um, inflammatory diseases, um, you know MS, lupus, um, different types of things. It's what I've heard about turmeric is a good spice. Is that something that we could use with the vegan diet? Absolutely. I mean, it's turmeric is actually so healthy that, um, you know, people can, should try to have at least a quarter teaspoon of turmeric every day um, just because it is one of the healthiest spices that exists. And so if you can sprinkle a quarter uh, teaspoon of turmeric on your food daily or a few times a week, that not only helps with um, inflammatory issues, but just in general is such a good um, antioxidant, anti-cancer uh, agent, and it's delicious. So, yes, turmeric is absolutely one of those things that people can eat daily. How will we get the vitamin D? You know, vitamin D is important going out in the sun, um, but, you know, we have so much pollution now. I mean, I don't know how much good vitamin right. D is getting through all those pollution what what are good foods well, the, for vitamin D? Yeah, the same the same way that that you would get it on a meat and dairy based diet. I mean, the best way to get it is to is through sunshine um, or vitamin D fortified foods. That's how omnivores get it in their diet, and that's how vegans can get it in theirs, either through sunshine or vitamin D fortified foods. What what foods are um, rich in vitamin D? Oh, do, so do there, have... there can be um, plant based milk. Sorry, there can be plant based milk <laughs> um, fortified with with vitamin D. There can actually be food products that have um, you know vitamin D in them. So um, you know the 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 best way is to is to kind of have. Um, depending, you know, base it on what you like to eat. So if you're somebody who likes to have almond milk or oat milk in your smoothie or your cereal, try to get some that has uh, vitamin D, uh, fortified uh, vitamin D in it. Um, And if you don't want to have it that way, if you just want your oat milk or your almond milk or your hemp milk, your cashew milk, to just be pure and not have um, that in it, then you can take vitamin D supplements. But it's the same as an omnivore diet. You, you know, ideally 10 to 15 minutes of sunshine daily or most days of the week or supplement or get it in vitamin D fortified food. So it can be plant-based milks. It can be some of the, it can be um, burgers. It can be any of the, the packaged convenience foods out here, out there. Vitamin D can be, Synthetic vitamin D can be in many um, types of vegan products. How about omega-3 fatty acids? That's important, too, when people talk about eating, like, salmon and things like that. So how, if we're not going to be eating the salmon, what foods or beans or things are good that have omega-3 fatty acids, you know? Yeah, it's a great question because salmon is one of the most uh, polluted, um, contaminated foods on the market. So I don't recommend that people eat fish at all. Um, but especially salmon. So the best way to get omega-3s is through um, flax or hemp seeds, and you can have a tablespoon of ground flax seeds or a tablespoon of ground hemp seeds a day. You can also get it through supplementation. You can get it through wa- eating walnuts. Um, so those are, the, those are some, or, you know, you can actually just supplement if you want as well. So it's quite easy to get um, the omega oil 
that you need uh, daily without um, having to get it from, from fish oils. What about this sea moss? Is, is that part of the vegan diet? Have you heard about the sea moss trend? I've been watching online people, oh, get this sea moss and this sea moss, different colors and things like that. What do you know about sea moss? Sea vegetables are great. I mean, sea, ve- sea vegetables are a good source of iodine in the, in the diet as well. So um, definitely that's something that people can eat. Um, they can have sea moss in drinks. They can have um, uh, nori. They can have dulse. They can have kelp. Um, they can have arame. There are other kinds of sea vegetables also. So sea moss is just one. Um, but, again, okay, that's, just okay. a, that's a preference. Mm-hmm. So now you, we were talking, are you going to be uh, doing a different type of challenge in 2021 or just sticking with the um, the 10,000 yes. women and moving and growing up? What are you going to be doing in 2021? Well, by the spring, we hope to um, be able to expand the team, um, expand the movement so that we can have um, we can have many, many more women participate online in the program. So, um, I can't talk about all of it yet because we are, you know, currently getting more funding and uh, expanding the program itself so that we can actually help more women, um, so at least 10 times more. So I just encourage people to go to 10,000blackveganwomen.com um, so that they can get all of the inf- be the first to know um, when we start again. Thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on this morning. This has been very, you know, eye-opening, and I think a lot of people will feel more at ease if they decide to become vegan or have been thinking about it. Um, I'll be giving away a copy of your book, uh, Ageless Vegan, so you guys want to follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Tracy, thank you so much. Be healthy and safe, okay? Thank you, Joy. Thanks again for having me. Have a good day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I'll be uploading another show, which will uh, talk about um, authors Tracy McQuarter. I'm sorry, <laughs> authors uh, Maika and Maritza Mulite. They're sisters, and they wrote a book uh, together. So you want to check out that in a couple minutes. It'll be uploaded. Have a great weekend. Every year, millions of Americans are exposed to a contagious virus. What is this virus? It's stigma. Stigma promotes an environment of shame, fear, and silence, which prevents millions of people from seeking help. But there's good news. The National Alliance on Mental Illness believes stigma towards mental illness is 100% curable. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Go to curestigma.org and get tested for stigma. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.